It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Gina Gardner and Friends. And you will recognize, uh, as soon as she starts talking, um, Louise Richardson, who's been a guest on the show before. She is uh, the CEO of AbSafe, which is a charity uh, based in Scotland uh, and works with all sorts of principles about keeping people safe and enabling them to keep themselves safe. So welcome, Louise. Lovely to see you. I'm delighted to be back, Gina. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you very much. How about you? Yeah, good. Actually, I thought it would be great this time if I asked you some questions. Okay. How does that sound? It sounds interesting. Yeah, so you are amazing at helping people. Thank you. You, um, I have got to know you over the last year and you are a fountain of knowledge and of warmth and of empathy. So I think we should, I'd like you to explain to your, to me and your listeners what help means to you. Because you know we've spoken in the past about help can mean two things. It can be from a very empathetic place, which is I really want to help, or it can be let me help you. And there's a different stance on each of those sentences. So I'm wondering, would you begin by explaining to your listeners what help means in terms of how you want to help people? It's interesting, isn't it, that one small word can mean so many things to so many different people. Yeah. For me, there's a qualitative difference between helping someone by doing it for them. Now, there are times when that's important. If somebody really can't do it for themselves, initially doing it for them I think that's the first stage of helping. But if it's yeah. left there, unless, of course, they are not physically or mentally capable of doing it for themselves, that's quite separate. 
But I think if you leave it there that you've done it for them and you continue to do it for them when they have the capacity with some support, some training perhaps, or just some practice of doing it for themselves or maybe the Mm self-confidence to do it for themselves, then helping them is much more about giving them the resources to help so that they can go off um, and be empowered to do it for themselves. You know, the, the old saying, give a man a fish and he's fed for a day. Give a man a fishing, or woman for that case, a fishing rod and teach them how to fish and they have food for life. And I think help for me is very much about uh, enabling people to see that they have the resources themselves. I was working with somebody that we both know, Nick Haynes, and You know, he was talking about owning your gifts. And I'll just read you what he put. And for me, this, I think, encapsulates the sort of help that I offer people. And that's the ability to see more in people than they see in themselves and do uh, direct them to a purpose that is bigger than they ever thought possible and to help them along their way. So for me, helping is all about empowerment. But I also recognize that many people see help in a very different way and that they they keep people a victim rather than labeling them to be the hero or heroine in their own lives. I mean, we've spoken before, but I think what I want your listeners to maybe understand my experience of you helping me, I never feel it's a hand-me help it's a it's a push up help. So I think there's a difference where you help somebody that's more like a hand down, but actually you help up. That's a lovely way of putting it. Thank you. So you you raise people, and I I I'm hoping your listeners get a sense that it comes from such a lovely place, and you do honestly really well. So because there's no point. What I like about what you do, Gina, and what you offer is that you offer, when you call yourself a genuine person in leadership, you are a genuine person in leadership. So, and some of that is having difficult conversations and and you get that line right a lot, you know, where you'll say, can I, and you always ask permission. You're always very lovely with it. Like, can I just maybe, you know, kind of point that out. And I think maybe explain to your listeners what that means for them if they want to engage with you or what you deliver or read your books and and why it's important that they understand the difference. I think so often help is saying you've got to do it this way. My way is the way to do it. And and or the help is um, very conditional. I'm going to help you if you do something for me or it's about making the person who's helping feel better and it takes away total control from the person that they are helping. Instead of saying, you know, where do you want to get to? Let's look at the options. One of the options is that I can help you with this. It's you've got to do this and you've got to do that and you've got to do the other. And if people don't then comply, then the person who <laughs> thinks that they're helping gets the hump, you know, well, I've offered you help, you know. You <laughs> it. We'll probably have to explain what the hump means. The hump means that you get a bit moody about it or you get it a does, bit resentful yeah. or, or frustrated. I, I helped them and they didn't understand I was helping them. 
And I'll, I'll give an example. And um, like I'm, uh, I know people that are, are practicing Buddhists. And um, so we were somewhere once, and somebody was was picking up the snails because you, you're not supposed to kind of harm any living being, and that includes animals. And this person was picking up these snails. And I said, have you ever considered the snail wants to get across there? I said, literally, these poor snails have taken like hours to get this part of the path. And you keep on picking them up and putting them back. <laughs> I said, considering. And, and I think it was it, it kind of struck me that we, we, we believe we're helping. But actually, we've never really asked the question, where do you want to go? Yeah. So we've got all these assumptions, right? So I was laughing at these snails thinking, these snails must think, what is she doing? I mean, literally, I've been doing this for an hour and she's picked me up and put me right back where we are. And she then thought, okay, you can't, even though you do it with the good intentions, but the intention really, I don't want to talk about snails, but the intention wasn't really the snail, it was how she felt about it. And I think that's a really good example of, of leaders who are helping because they're getting more out of it than the person they're helping. But actually, you do it in a way where you you allow people to explore the possibilities. So I wonder if you want to talk a little bit. We've got a couple of minutes left before the break. But do you want to talk a little bit about exploration of possibilities? I think so often with people, they have a very um, habitual way of dealing with things. And we all work in patterns, whether it's our thinking, our behaviours, our, our language. And I think one of the things for me that's important is to open up the possibility that there may be a different perspective, a different way, uh, that by shifting your thinking or your beliefs or your language or your behaviours, you can actually have an incredibly different quality of experience. Yeah. And if you are caught up in the habitual stuff, you can't see that. And I think so often we are, everything's hidden in plain sight when we're talking about us to ourselves. When somebody else who is able to see that value in you can say, have you considered that you know the outcome that you're getting and you keep getting is not down to the other person uh, certainly not totally, but actually change the way you behave and that will impact on the way the person responds to you or the situation will be. And it's a very powerful way of getting people to recognise that if they take radical responsibility for themselves, then no one can make them unhappy or um, frustrated or anything like that unless they choose to. And of course, it's not instant. It takes a bit of practice. Yeah. But the outcome is really constructive and positive and leaves that person in the driving seat rather than feeling that the only way they can move forward is to be a passenger. So on that powerful, beautiful note, we'll take a break and we'll be back soon. So uh, we look forward to hearing you and seeing you after the break. They have your eyes, they have your ears, they have your smile, now all they need is a little more of your time. Make a difference in your child's life, because anyone can be a father. It takes time to be a dad. Meet Rajat. 
He started his class as WhatsApp group and became super popular. Yeah, I was always popular, huh? Timetable changes, celebrating class cancellations, rehearsal updates, sharing notes, farewells, crying over surprise tests. Everything happens on the group. Rajat may be the admin, but he's never really had to act like one. Except today. Are you really sure that this is true? No, man. It was a forward. So I know. Rajat patiently right? explained that such messages could create tension and turn people against each other. I mean, it's dangerous. Please don't do this again, yeah. Or else I'll have to remove you from the group. Come, let's go get some dosa. And then it was time for the college fest, yeah. Be like Rajat. Share joy, not rumors. Uh, welcome back. I have stolen Gina's show. <laughs> so we are here to um, uh, kind of um, bathe in the delight of your knowledge and your warmth and your kindness. So before the break, we were talking about, I suppose, choice and control and how we offer kindness from empowerment position rather than a, a hand down position. So you were quite rightly saying that people can choose to do or not to do or you know people can't make us happy or unhappy but the 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 biggest unknown to us is usually self yes so I wondered if you wanted to explain I mean because obviously there's a jahari window there's lots of um uh I suppose theories out there that can help but could you explain it I quite like the way that you explain things in layman's terms so would you be able to give some examples of that of the work that maybe you've done or the work that you've learned from so that our listeners can get a sense of how it works in real life. So I'll give you an example. And in fact, this is a story that that, uh, that I heard when I was involved in a workshop a couple of weeks ago. And I think it powerfully demonstrates, it's pretty extreme. Um, one of the ladies in the course um, she had a phone call in the middle of the night from her daughter in foreign lands who had been gang raped. And she was beside herself. Her husband was away working and she booked a flight to get there as soon as she could. But she had the, the forethought to phone the um, rape victim uh, helpline, which apparently is open 24 hours a day. Yeah. And she said, what do I do? And the woman said to her on the other end of the phone, so often in these extreme cases, people fly in and take over. And if you think about it, one of the things that's happened is that they have had a complete loss of control over themselves and their experience. And when you go in and you swoop in and say, and we're going to do this and I'm going to sort out that, you just deepen that sense that life I have no control over my life and so she talked about the fact that she had approached her daughter in a way that enabled her to have choice and I think that's an extreme example of how I work with people is you have the choice you can stay where you are. And Einstein's definition of madness, as my, one of my favorite quotes, is to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Yeah. And so part of the, the, uh, the, the work initially is, do you want to change? Yeah. Do you really want 
to change are or are is there some benefit in you staying stuck where you are and very often people have what we call a positive intention in staying stuck i'll give you a couple of examples now i've worked with a lot of people who've been abused and they find it very difficult to forgive because they think in holding on to the hurt that they are in some way damaging the person who has hurt them. The reality is that it's not about condoning, it's not about forgiving, uh, uh, forgetting, but it is about cutting the chain that keeps you in that terrible situation, not only in the past, but in your present and in your future. And so making the choice to forgive, I think, is incredibly powerful but to do that you've got to recognize that the way forward is not about the person who's done the hurt it is about you owning that forgiveness forgiving them forgiving you because often even though um, one would say that the guilty party is the only person who needs forgiving very often people have a, a guilt around I let it happen or I should have fought harder or I should have done something different. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's abuse is just one example, but I work a lot with businesses. And so often the beginning of the conversation from the, the boss is if only I could get the right staff, if only they did what I asked them, if only they weren't so blooming awkward, if only, if only, if only they worked harder, and one of the things that we do is to, and sometimes it's it's a challenge for the person to um, take on board initially is, so what are you doing to contribute to that? Yeah, I mean, we've worked together and I've had the delight of your help and I continue to value that help, actually, because it does make me... Um, no, it doesn't make me. What it does, it invites me to think Thank about you. my part. You're welcome. <laughs> I have learned. Nothing, you don't make me do anything. But what you do is invite me to think about it. And like you know, Gina, like some people will think about it straight away or some people will mull it over. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm very good at going to bed and coming up and going, oh, that's what she meant. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm on that. Um, and so I think. That's what the difference is for me is that you don't make people because you you know you're not that powerful. But what you are is almost a, a different type of mirror to hold up to people and say, you know, well, what what is what is your intent? And and it's like anything that you learn. And we've spoke before. If you want to ride a bike, you need to learn how to ride a bike. You, you've, you mean, it's very rare that someone can just get on a bike and know how to ride. Yeah. And, and you go on a journey. And I think what's important for your listeners to understand is it is a journey, but it's an investment in them. But they have to be wanting to invest in them. So you're, you beautifully um, uh, present it in a way that allows the person to be, or allow, I, I use an example, allowed me to feel challenged, but not confronted. Yes. And I think those words are very different. So we've got about a minute left before the break. So do you want to quickly just, I know it's very big ask, the difference between challenge and confront, confrontation, because I think that's really important. Many people fear confrontation, and so they let things go. They let things drift. And then usually the outcome is that they get so frustrated that they then blow up and there's a big row. And I think there's such a difference between confronting the issue, which you can do in a measured way, 
uh, using a neutral voice as I'm demonstrating and actually give people hard messages, but do it in such a way that they can hear first and foremost, and that is developmental so that they don't feel that they've been put down. And I think you know, one of the things that for me is so important is having someone who believes in you, even when you don't believe in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at times that means championing them in a, in a, a way that says, Louise, you can do this. <laughs> I know you can absolutely do that. And you have said that, you have said that to me, by the way, and I've gone, I don't think I can. And you're like, you definitely can. And, and what got, has been the your, the evidence that when you have done it, can you or can't you? Yeah, absolutely. No, we're just coming to another break, but I want to pick this up. But I want people to leave this break with a mess with an image of Gina being your cheerleader. So imagine her in a little cheerleader's outfit with the pom-poms. Oh, that's too, that's too much information. You, you can have that. I want your listeners to imagine that you're, you're their cheerleader in business. So we'll be back after the break. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you then. With the timeless protection of ADT, it's safe to say... Hey, Google, unlock the front door. When you've helped save more lives than any other home security brand, it's safe to say there's a reason millions of people trust ADT to help protect what matters most. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. As you may have noticed, I've stolen Gina's show. I quite like that. I quite steal, I steal the show. Um, but we were talking about cheerleading. I'm sorry. I was talking about cheerleading. You definitely weren't talking about cheerleading. But there is something about that um, enabling with confrontation of the idea maybe than the person and I did and I will revisit the image of you physically being a cheerleader so sometimes I imagine you in 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 a corner with your pom-poms or another analogy would be you're the you're the coach of the boxer in the corner when you're feeling a bit down and out and they're going come on you've got this and pouring water over your face and and those kind of things whatever image works but I think for me you're definitely that person so I think to explain a bit more um, about confrontation and um, empowerment, but as in a, the, a positive, I suppose, explanation of that rather than everybody looking at it as, as quite a negative process. So could you continue to kind of maybe talk a little bit more about that? I think that's really helpful because the one side of it is being the cheerleader. I'm not sure about the short skirts and the pom-poms, but there you go. Um, and you know, enabling somebody to see often for the first time their true potential, or at least own their true potential and recognize their gifts. And so many people find it so much easier to be critical of themselves and judgmental than they do to actually appreciate what an amazing person that they are. And that everybody's got gifts, but often they're very much quicker at recognizing them in others than they are in themselves. But the other side, and these are are so it's so important that they there there's a dual marriage of them both. The other side is to say to somebody, "You say that's as good as you can do, but actually, I don't believe that. You're better than this. But actually, you're doing yourself a disservice. I've got an incredibly well developed BS meter." <laughs> and I, I me that intuition that that there's something that else there or this needs to be confronted um then I think it's important to say 
but how you say it and when you say it, I think are crucial. But to be able to say to somebody, you know, I love or I care for you very much. And if you're a parent, I think this is really important. I love you too much to let you get away with this because I know that you are, you are, that your best self is so much better than this and your best self is the foundation for your best self moving on. And one of the greatest compliments I was ever given to, to, is, you know, somebody said that I was halfway between an ass kicker um, and a, 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 a loving hugger. And I think <laughs> that's really quite nice. And young teachers, when I was a, a principal, a head teacher, would say, you know, you tell us off but in a way that we realise that actually we want to do better. And I think that's the crucial bit is giving people the opportunity to recognise that they want to develop, to grow, to be a better version of themselves, not in any way being judgmental about where they've come from, but just recognising we can stay stuck there or you can move forward. And confronting things for yourself is not about being judgmental. It's about being honest yeah. and recognise it is where you are. Uh, but what are you going to do with that? And if you're confronting the issue with other people, never, ever do it when you're angry, frustrated. Get yourself under control first and then, you know, talk to the other person and say in a way that doesn't criticise the identity of that person you criticize the behavior so yeah, when it, you yeah. do this it yeah. has that effect and i think that's really powerful because we say that to we obviously we work with young people and we yeah. say that you know, we're commenting on your behavior not you as a person so if you're one of the young people that come here and you're, you're let's say let's use the word misbehaving whatever that may be like we'll comment on the behavior not not the, not the young person so we'll say your behavior is not acceptable so I was in a school quite recently and uh, it's high school and some of the, and one of the, the, the young person's behaviours was appalling. And I said, look, your behaviour is not great. So because your behaviour is not great, you need to take responsibility. So therefore you're going to leave the class. So yeah. it's about saying it's not you, it's your behaviour, but actually that's my line. That's not acceptable. And I think we need to teach young people what exactly what you've just Absolutely. said. Because that will make that that will enable them to be more successful and hear um, constructiveness in a way that allows them to grow and develop without feeling attacked because like you said and what you do really well Gina is that you do that and I've never felt attacked or vulnerable or um, what I've done is felt challenged but in a way that is positive and I think that you don't give yourself enough credit for that oh well thank you for that so and I think so I think your the 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 your books and also what you call yourself that you know kind of genuinely you and it, you are genuinely you and I think that's what people warm to because you're not being somebody else and I think you're right most people have a sense of people not being themselves but don't quite know how to act upon that so if someone's not themselves you'll find that they're they're not themselves and yes. then for you can't get that work done that sweet so you can't get the work done. So we're nearly at the end of this, and we could, we you know, we could talk for a long, long time. We're very good at talking, aren't we? Both yeah, we definitely. Well, yeah, we definitely could probably win a little medal on it. So, the last minute or so, what would you like to leave you, you, you kind of the listeners with a, an overarching message, if not today, something for them to mull over for the next little while? I'd like to say to them 
you are the common denominator you take into your every moment of your life. And so investing in yourself so that you have the capacity to be the best version of you. Um, often we need help. And I practice what I preach. I've always got a, a coach or mentor on the go, even though I've spent 40 years you know, doing this for other people, with other people. Um, so the first thing is work on yourself. Take radical responsibility for yourself. And if you're finding that difficult, reach out and ask for help. And if you're helping other people, recognize that, yeah, we all get a great deal out of, of, of helping other people. I love to help and I, I haven't got time to, to share the story, but I had a, a very salutary lesson about um, being helped um, because I found it difficult, particularly in the wheelchair. But what, you know, when you are offering help to others, instead of, of dumping it on people, do it in a way that enables them to feel good about themselves and helps them to be the heroine or hero of their life story rather than the victim. Right. So um, we're just about to wrap up. So I want to say a big thank you for allowing me to steal your show. And uh, with the image of you being a cheerleader with pom-poms. I mean, I don't know how else to end this amazing <laughs> session, but, you know, if you... And truly believe that, and everybody that's listening to this is truly worth investing in, but you have to take the step and invest in yourself. So please contact Gina, spend some time with her. You will, you won't regret it. I've never regretted it. I know people that have spent time with Gina. So if you really want a true cheerleader in your corner, then um, please contact Gina. And uh, thanks very much for listening and have a great day. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a really interesting experience. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next show. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at Gina at genuinely-u.com.